and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Today we are back with you, back as the summer continues, side project summer, here on the Roach Coach Podcast, as we listen to the side projects from some of your favorite new metal stars as they decide to branch out on their own and try something a little different and this week we are listening to mike shinoda of lincoln park's solo debut fort minor the rising tide we're going to talk all about this record we're going to talk about the beats we're going to talk about the rhymes we're going to talk about something called real hip-hop i hope you're all ready all right <laughs> are we about to is school in session <laughs> oh school's about in session listen Uh-oh. i I'm this not episode to teach this class. <laughs> oh, listen, listen. All I'm asking is all of our B boys and B girls find a piece of cardboard, put it on the ground. This is the episode that you can listen to while spinning on your back. All right. We're gonna get all into it. But before we do, guys, we've got to talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? Who is? And more importantly, who is making huge mistakes? Huge mistakes. <laughs> well, I could pull out, I'm imagining like a papyrus scroll that's just <laughs> ongoing, but currently one of the largest mistakes being made that is tangentially related to new metal or directly related to new metal is something called the Herd Immunity Festival, which is a Wisconsin new metal festival that wants to be the first music festival in the coronavirus, amid coronavirus, I have to say, I feel like new metal was kind of like starting to like get its due, a little bit of respect, a little bit of respect coming in. People saying, yeah, maybe we were too hard on it. And these and motherfuckers <laughs> show up, you set us back 20 years. Oh my god. It this is uh this is supposed to be mid-July, very very close to now. We've got on the list Static X, Nonpoint, Dope, Boba Flex, Special Reunion Show might be your last one, you dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> I am not happy about this. <laughs> no, this is this is bad news all around. So, a little update on this. There was a lot of pushback on them doing this show. <laughs> Uh, so first they announced that they are not going to call it the Herd Immunity Festival anymore. They took that off the ticket name. Uh, okay. But also Nonpoint said, we're not going to be a part of this. They dropped out. Nonpoint. Thank you. And then another band who's apparently from Michigan, Caliendo, they dropped out. And they said they're not going to do it. <sighs> I just don't. I don't recommend it. I don't recommend <laughs> it. I don't think this is the way to go, you guys. I just don't think this is the way to go. I mean this is not the way to see the reunited Boba Flex. It's not the way to do it. Um, I mean, also at this show, Jenny, you mentioned it. Dope's going to be there. Love Dope. I don't think this is the way to do it. Also, Flaw's going to be there. Listen, this is not the way to see the Kings of Louisville. Not the way to do it. Let's get a vaccine. Let's all get chill. And then go see the Kings, all right? It's not kingly to attend. It is not social distance in a pit, bro. You can't. Thank you, Matt. That's that's it right there. That's it's, it right there. 
It is outdoors, apparently, but like... How can I get in the pit and start some shit? Come on. If I have to wear a face covering and be six feet apart from you, I'm not going on principle. We're all sick of it. We're all sick of this. So sick of it. Everybody's sick of it. We're all sick of it. Have had it. Want it over. We're done. We want to go. I want those fries from TTE. Can you imagine right now? You, Lauren, myself, Team Fries, fucking dope playing. Sure. I'll put Edsel up there. I'll put one you one better. Rescheduled for 2021 disturbed the sickness tour all right there we go they're not celebrating 20 years of the uh sickness celebrating 20 years of the sickness all all i'm saying is if that show was going to be hot this year now that disturbed and the boy draymond and the boys now have a full calendar year to practice dropping plates even more you guys let's just wait it out let's just wait it out Deftones have to reschedule. Corn, Faith, No More have to reschedule. Let's just wait it out. Just no, chill out. Save that paper to buy a Roach Coach exclusive Activate the Pit t-shirt. There you go, Matt. There you go. Pre-orders on this shirt. They're coming in hot and heavy, but we know they can be hotter. We Head know that over. it can be heavier. That too. Listen, get this tea all set up. We'll get it to you. You put it on, you break it in in 2020 so that the thing is ready to go for concert season 2021. You know? These or t-shirts. Heck, they, Matt, go ahead. you like a goddamn glove. Oh. You're going to look the best. And the cool thing is, if we piss you off in the meantime, Roach Coach isn't even on this t-shirt. It just for says s- activate the pit. It is perfect <laughs> in perpetuity. That's right. It is. There it is. Orders. No one will know what the cucks on this podcast said or that you <laughs> ever listened God to. Goddamn libtards. <laughs> These fucking snowflakes. Doesn't matter. July 12th is your drop dead date. That is the last date that we will accept orders from it because we've got people who've been waiting a long ass time for these t shirts. We got to get them out there. And then we got to do that drawing. You order a t-shirt, you are automatically entered to win. A signed Lincoln Park poster. Baby, can you imagine? Signed by all original members. The hybrid theory poster hung in a record store in Michigan for nigh on 20 years. It's going to be in your house, signed by all of them, including, listen, if you aren't hyped after you hear our discussion tonight of Brad Delson, you're definitely going to want this poster. you got to get this poster. Here's the other thing that you need to know. Not okay. only are we giving away a Linkin Park signed poster, giving away a Tenacious D signed poster. Why? Because it's a bit and we honor bits. It's and Jenny, Jenny just came through with a clutch play. What else could they win? Oh, they as could win. As part of the Tenacious D, as part of the Tenacious uh, D bundle now. As part of the Tenacious D bundle, you will win a uh, a woman's size T-shirt 
It's a promotional item when Tenacious D's record. Let me see which one it was because I don't know. It came out probably around 2005. Pick a Destiny? Uh, okay, it, are these Pick a Destiny? Let's see. Let's see here. I should have been aware of this, but I just looked at it and saw, oh, why do I have a Tenacious D t-shirt in my dad's closet? <laughs> yes, it's the Pick of Destiny. There's a promotional t-shirt uh, that will also be yours. Never it, before worn. But fresh. Yes. Fresh. It's been hanging in a closet fresh. in my dad's house for 15 years. And it could hang yeah. in your closet for another 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Je- Jeff has been keeping this thing in print in in prime condition for you yes so head on over gabbermedia.com slash store get yourself a pre-order on this wondrous event uh, activate the pit t-shirt it's incredible two colors this thing is going to be not only this you've got the shirt you've got the contest who's printing the shirts sweet mitchell what more do you need? Gabbermedia.com slash store. Get on over there. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. Let's also talk about who's emailing. Who's emailing? We got an email from Christy Rizzo. Subject, must listen, all caps. Said, hey guys, love the show. Yous are all sick cunts. Love Thank it. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, just some band slash albums you must give a crack. I'm loving this slang. Uh, Reveille singer Drew has a new band called Genuflect. They have three album which three albums which are red hot. A band called Grade Eight with their self titled album is new metal as fuck. And maybe give Devil Driver's first album a crack. It's heavy as balls. Christy, balls. I don't agree with everything you say, but I do understand it now being 35 years old and not 16. Thanks for maybe considering my suggestions and stay metal all the way from Australia. Keep up the good work. Christy, thank you. I have never heard an email so loud and clear. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Also, Eli Chastain sent us an email with the subject ludicrous slash vain. Hey guys and gal, first of all, I really enjoy your show. Such an awesome concept and really rad to listen and remember the good and the bad. Hearing recommendations for under the radar bands and thinking about the big list, this band came to mind. I don't know a ton about their backstory, but many of their members went on to Norma Jean, The Chariot, if you're familiar with either of those bands. I got into those two around 2005 and my band ended up on the same label with them around 2008 or so. And some older friends in that scene told me I had to go back and listen to Ludicrous, spelled L-U-T-I slash K-R-I-S-S, because there was a dark new metal past. Sure enough, it's like a stylistic soup of all the tropes and the best part of the genre. I submit them for the big list simply as an act of completion and leaving no stone unturned. And we have a link to that. Are we going to listen? Oh, I got it. I got it queued up. All right, let's hear a little bit of Ludacris with Body of God. I did it right.
Archie boys. Oh. <laughs> Watch out, Mr. Han. Somebody went to the school of deftonology. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Aptly named. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, thank you. The email goes on. We're not done yet. For okay. something more current and good for your considerations, Vane, Arizona is the record I love, but the song to check out is this song. <laughs> this YouTube oh. link. Well, this is Vane... And for some reason, it says vein.fm, just to make it easier to search, I guess. Virus slash colon slash slash vibrance. Here we go. Oh. This is why we shouldn't have any festivals yet. Yeah, we, we can't gotta get it. in the fucking pit. It's yeah. true. Oh Eli says this is all the best things about Slipknot IMO. Apologies if you've covered either of these bands in the archives. We haven't, Eli. We have not. I'm still new to this. In parentheses, air raid vehicle. Very funny. Uh, keep on rolling, baby, Eli. Thank. You. He didn't say keep, keep on, on rolling. rolling. Baby, it was not baby Eli, it's just Eli. Although, oh, if, you, baby if Eli. you wanted to go by baby Eli, I would love that nickname. But, uh, nevertheless, thank you so much, Eli. Both great suggestions, and we're happy to put them on the long list. Uh, yeah, thank you. Actually, Vane has been recommended a few times, and I actually had this record, I've, I've heard this record a couple times. It was on, I think, my my I might have had it on my best of list in like 2018, I want to say. Um, wow. But you want to know the secret ingredient? Well, What's yeah. That? It's fire, you guys. <gasps> oh, the, the, Will Putney. Putney. Putney, baby. Putney. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, yeah, that, yeah that's, a, that's a high record. Uh, we'll put that bad boy on the long list. All right. Thank you so much for those emails. Keep on sending them out. Roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your racks. Call us cunts. Whatever. Send it in the email, baby. (laughs) We also, you know, talking about receiving feedback, we had a special episode, our episode 200, all about St. Anger. And we got a lot of nice feedback on that episode, Jenny. 
We sure did. Uh, Nick Fenton says, one thing I'd like to see going into the next 200 episodes is someone finally stepping up and sponsoring this show. You guys deserve some sweet, sweet sponsor dollars for how awesome you all are. I already skipped through them on all my other podcasts. What's one more? (laughs) So close. So close, Nick. So close to hitting that 15 second button like five or six times. (laughs) Hey, look, who doesn't? Listen, if anybody if anybody wants to send us some hot sponsorship cash, you know, we already I mean, we did a fake ad for Putney's actual product that people thought was real. We clearly have it built in our veins. We're ready to shill, baby. Oh, does somebody need some horrid? Yeah. Is anybody wondering what the best place to play Best Fiends is? Because I'll tell you. I'll pretend I play Best Fiends. I don't care. Hey, hey, is anybody looking for an affordable mattress? You know, something that you could get in a box delivered to your home without the discomfort of going to a store? Yeah. Now now more than ever, Matt, I I don't want to go inside any stores. I would prefer a mattress that is if if anything flown to my house, I'd rather it not touch the ground. Well, let me introduce you to a little company called Tuft and Needle. Tuft and Needle, owned by Simmons. <laughs> I actually wow. have a Tuft and Needle mattress. That is not a joke. Do you like I it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, good? we can't do good? this for free. We can't do this for free. <laughs> oh, well, we're demoing. We're showing that we can do it. Yeah, but yeah, like, send you know, us a text and tell us use, what you use, think. Use promo code ROACHCOACH. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it will say, this is not a valid promo code. <laughs> what, what a joke. <laughs> And then it'll say, huh? I'm like, wait a minute, tell us more. And you'll be like, it's a it's a new metal podcast. And they'll be like, why am I corresponding with a Tuft and Needle bot right now? What a dream for HelloFresh to have Roach Coach just shilling for them. Oh, man. I, I You know what? I actually one. do subscribe to HelloFresh. I have subscribed to HelloFresh myself. Listen, clearly, listen, new metal, butt rock, Whatever your thing, you gotta eat. You That's gotta true. eat. That's Listen, true. food, it's for everybody. <laughs> Am I shilling for food in general? Wow. <laughs> we got big food backing us up. Big food. All right. Oh, big food. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, if you want us to sponsor something and send us a check, you know where to do it. Uh, Jimmy Jensen said, Roach Coach, big congratulations on your 200th. Thanks for doing this awesome show. Keep it up. For the next 100, please, Jenny, more of Midwestern soccer mom. She is the equivalent of Charles Mansion. Whoa. Midwest mom. Thank you. Thank you. She'll come back. Uh, Topanga Lee says 200. Yeah, congratulations, guys. Diehard Metallica fan over here, and I don't like this one. I do (laughs) like the song Unnamed Feeling, but yikes, this is a horrible sounding album. LOL. Thank you, Topanga. Thank you, Topanga. Garrett Fuller said, the first time way back at the beginning, I'm OG Roach Rider. They were listening to Counterfeit, and Jenny goes, I love this. And Lauren screamed, me too. And Matt was laughing right there. I was like, I'm going to listen to every episode of this. <laughs> 200, you guys are awesome. Thanks, Thank Garrett. you. Thank you, Garrett. Congratulations wow. to you and Wayne County Life. Indeed, yes. Big congrats to Garrett, Wayne County Life. If you're not following that on Facebook, they just hit... 100,000 likes. He's putting up hysterical videos all the time. I am always chuckling. 
And I always know somebody who's exactly like the characters he's doing. It's incredible. It really is. It's it's nuts. Great work. Great work. Great work. Uh, Gareth Davies says, congratulations on the double century. Here's to at least 200 more. Here's hoping that there's actually 200 more new metal albums in existence so you don't have to pivot to butt rock. Uh, uh, there are at least 200 more new metal albums. Don't worry. And we're never going to hop in that crack. <laughs> or if Matt and Lauren want to, that's going to be a, a, a me slowly sinking into the sea. <laughs> Can't do it. Look, I, uh, I already feel that the Roach Riders have, have laid claim to doing butt strut. Or uh, what was the other one? They've already come up with like two to three butt rock focused uh, podcasts. So they're going to do it so we don't have to. Yeah, listen, I am, you know, I'll listen to these albums three times, but uh, these butt rock records, I mean, we, there was a record that came up recently we were joking about off mic. And I was just thinking about like, in my head, I'm like, we're joking. But if we really had to do this, I don't know what I would do. I think it was Buck Cherry. Yes, oh. it was but yeah. <laughs> I'd yeah. be fine. I'd be fine. Yeah, you'd be fine with that one. That one that <laughs> that would be too much for me. Oh boy. <laughs> Matt Murphy said this album is what happens when you microwave a slipknot C D. It's not as it's not bad as long as you skip after the first course of every song and the radio edits of the singles don't do much better considering you didn't even notice they all had radio edits for the music videos that cut off at least two or three minutes each. I heard this claim. Couple people said, "Lauren, hey, you're wrong. These videos are shorter than the album cuts. They don't feel like it." <laughs> and according to my old boss at Target, perception is the reality, so they're just as long. Okay. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I work with somebody that I respect and love very much. He was always like, "Perception is reality," and I'm always just like, "Uh huh." And inside, I'm like, "No." <laughs> But if the perception is I'm agreeing with it, then, then, then there we go. We're good. Uh, yeah. Jax Lawson says, I started, I just started the app, Happy 200, but never realized how many irresponsible preteen necks were nearly destroyed by Metallica at middle school dances. The first time I really bonded with my lifelong bestie was at a school dance where we both whipped our necks to death to enter Sandman. Afterward, her mom took us out for pizza, and we literally had to hold our heads up with our hands to be able to eat and look at each other. Good times. <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> Thank you, Jax. I'm glad that this is a universal, uh, a universal experience. Save your necks. You never know until it's too late. Yeah. Uh, over on Instagram, uh, we got a comment for from uh, Arash W. Lander, who said, I've been asking for a long time. Please review Dark New Day, their album called 12 Year Silence, released in 2005, featuring former Creed member Brett Hestla and Evanescence members, and of course, Mr. Clint Lowry from Mighty Seven Dust. Okay. We hear you. Dark New Day. Sure. Let's put it on the long list. Let's do it. All right. Yes. Uh, the John Gordon says, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a short sleeve sweater. He just rolled, pushed up the sleeves to his elbows. Listen, as they say in The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, if you're going to print the, the truth or the legend, print the legend. My man had a short sleeve 
sweater on. Perception right? is reality. You don't want to hear Lauren pop off about 5G. He's ready to talk about it. Who's ready to listen? Yeah, All 5G right? disintegrated. The rest of those sleeves are not there. Okay. <laughs> those waves cooked the bottom half of them sleeves. Yep. If your sleeves, <sighs> you, you're not noticing your sleeves are getting slightly shorter every day because they're getting toasted off by 5G. We don't have enough time. We'll have to go to my 5G <laughs> podcast to do all that. Okay. Uh, Yardini says, really great episode. I'd forgotten what a mixed bag this album was. I'm new to your podcast, but loving it. Keep up the good work. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, Scribble said, hashtag, shoot me again. Indeed. Shoot me again. I ain't dead yet. <laughs> I ain't dead yet. I, I that yet. just pops up in my head. And usually it's when I wake up in the morning, <laughs> just like every six to eight weeks, <laughs> just like, it's like, oh, it's still in there. Great. Oh yeah. It's never going away. It's never going away. That is it for our, who's tweeting comments on that episode. Thank you so much for writing in and saying hello. Keep on saying hello. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all those. And like we said, shoot us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And we will close the segment up with another selection from Andrew Wolf's Rochamendations. Rochamendations. We've been going down this list. He's given us some hot ones. Secret, Charcoal Tongue, Lavelle. This week, Jenny, who are we going to check out from this badass list? We are going to check out a band called Cold Casket. A song called Leave Me Alone. Ooh. Song title alone, this is right up your alley, Jenny. That's right. true. This is a cold casket with Leave Me Alone. comment on fate on uh, youtube says it all this song has no chill and i love it <laughs> that is that's that shit's incredible there you go put that one that's your pull quote from the roach coach podcast cold casket <laughs> that shit's incredible <laughs> wow oh, that shit that shit that shit's incredible that shit's incredible Oh my God, Jenny! What'd you think of that? Uh, I very much enjoyed it. I'd like to hear more. I, I mean, yeah, we're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look these guys up. And normally, I would, I would make a joke about following them on tour, but I cannot because of COVID. So all I will do is just give another gentle push to uh, the world scientists to get that vaccine coming 
because we got to get to this cold casket show. All right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to say it even though the song is called Leave Me Alone, do not leave me alone cold casket because I'm loving it. Oh my gosh. There we go. And you know what? <sighs> once this once in a generation pandemic event ends, <laughs> once in a generation only once. Only once. So just, you know, do responsible things. Then, once this once in a generation pandemic event is over, we can uh, follow them around. Thank you again, Andrew. We're going to keep working our way through this list of apparently just rippers. Oh, my God. All right. Thank you so much, Andrew. And uh, now it's time. It's time to talk about our album of the week for Side Project Summer. We're talking about Fort Minor and the album The Rising Tide. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on November 22nd, 2005. Oh, that would be the come down. That is indeed the come down. Jenny, we'll start with you. History with Fort Minor. So when this album was released, I was working at the lovely record time in Roseville, Michigan. So uh, it was pushed pretty heavily by the uh, record label that was uh, Machine Chop and Warner Brothers. Got that big Warner Brothers push. We had posters on posters on posters and promos on promos on promos, I recall. I heard Remember the Name quite a bit, and I remember Where Do You Go? But other than that, I don't really think I listened to it. It wasn't quite my speed, but I do remember I worked with a, a gentleman named Tony who sometimes listens to this podcast. Shout out to Tony. And uh, he was, yeah, T-Swish. He was, uh, he was into it, if I recall correctly. And I am sure that uh, I couldn't have been anything other than an asshole about it. I don't recall specifically, <laughs> but if, if I'm tracking uh, my tastes at that time, I'm sure that I was a little bit more harsh on this record than I needed to be. How about you, Lauren? So I remember when this record came out, and I think I was in this in-between era, really, really something that I've only recently come to terms with my feelings of Mike Shinoda in that I was just a big-ass hater uh, because Mike Shinoda is doing, uh, is doing, he's living my dream. He's rapping and he's rocking at the exact same time. He's hanging out with Jay-Z. My God, he's living the dream. Of course, I'm going to be a jealous hater about it. Plus, he can draw. The guy can do it all. It's incredible. So I just remember that when this record was coming out, I was trying to imagine the interest I would have in Mike Shinoda sans Linkin Park without the guitars and without Chester. And I was just like, I don't, well, I don't need that. I don't want that. And actually, the only song that I definitely heard was Where'd You Go, which didn't do anything for me. Long-time listeners of the show, people who are friends with me know, a mid-tempo, slow boy, ballad. That's not my speed, That baby. is not your speed, baby. Mm -mm. That's, mm -mm. Not, that's not how I roll. 2005? 2005? The year of Queens of the Stone Age, Lullabies to Paralyze? Slater Kinney's The Woods? Nine Inch Nails with Teeth? That's where I was hanging out, baby. That's yeah, None of that was uh, of interest to me. Uh, interesting thing, though, was that uh, just to put Mike Shinoda's popularity or infamy in the context of where I was at, I went to a music festival 
in either 05 or 06. I think it was 06. Lupe Fiasco was there. And this was right before his album came out. The first one? The first one, Food and Liquor. And so he is promoing it, and it's uh, it was the Pitchfork Festival, so he's playing to the hipsters, and he starts naming producers that are going to be on his record that I believe had leaked at that point, and they were sort of figuring it out, but he was like hyping them up, and he's like, I got some hot people on this record. I got Neptunes, and everyone's like, woo, everyone loves the Neptunes, and he names somebody else, and then he goes, I got Mike Shinoda. And everybody booed. And I was like, wow. Wow. No Shinoda heads. No Shinoda heads there at the Pitchfork Festival. They weren't having it. So, yeah. So, this was a new listen for me. Matt, history with Fort Minor. You know, I I really never gave this a chance. So, I was aware of it. I mean, Lincoln Park is completely unmissable. They are a huge band. So this definitely showed up on the radar, but I wasn't into them, so I wasn't into this. All right, there you have it. This record was a moderate commercial success, peaking at number 51 on the Billboard 200, but did eventually go platinum many, many years after its initial release. Jenny, so do, who's who's our lineup with Fort Minor? Who's on? Uh, who's like, who? So mostly this is just Mike Shinoda. Uh, we do have a lot of other guests on here. Uh, it was executive presume. Oh my God. Executive produced by someone you might know. His name is Sean Carter, Jay-Z executive producer mm-hmm. here. A&R by Brad Delson and machine shop recordings. Genre tags, Jenny, what do we got? Genre tags. We have alternative hip hop and rap rock. All right. Yeah. And like, uh, as Jenny said, uh, Shinoda did all these beats. All that boom bap you're about to hear, that's Shinoda. Luckily enough, there were uh, a number of music videos, but there was also extensive making of documentary footage because everybody's got a doc, baby. Everybody's got a doc. Mm-hmm. So there was a 22-minute featurette on the making of this record. Jenny, did you get a chance to watch this? I did. I actually watched it uh, just before we started recording. As did I. It's very fresh for me. And I think we'll, we'll get into some of the revelations of this. But uh, it's uh, it was pretty revealing. A lot more revealing than I than I expected, especially after the uh, what we got from the, 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 the sessions and on the cold making of, which seemed to mostly consist of nothing. <laughs> just <laughs> goofing true. around, scooter jumping through a table. The Fort Minor one literally starts with Mike Shinoda voiceover going, this is what I was thinking when I was making this record. I was like, oh, this is oh. actually about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shinoda's okay. here. Oh, all right. Hi, Mike. All right. Uh, so we'll get all into that. Review-wise, did all right. Got a B from Entertainment Weekly, a favorable review from the New York Times. Spin gave it a B. Rolling Stone, three out of five. Absolute Punk gave it an 81%. The Badgered Herald gave it a BC. I don't know what that means. Pick one. It's either a B or a C. Don't tease the boy. The uh, I, I wonder about some of the, the 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 Wikipedia could have stopped and said like, here's what you got, but they had to pull from some places that I'd never heard of, because and some of this stuff is barely even sourced. This is from the wiki. An editor for stuff. 
Okay. So no one even named. Just an editor for Stuff magazine deemed Shinoda's rapping style as ranging from bad to, well, truly awful. And then they said that the Jakarta Post described the album as boring. <laughs> well, you hate when the Jakarta Post doesn't like you. An editor for the Detroit News praised Shinoda's production on the album's featured artists, although he called Shinoda's vocals lackluster, yet slightly above K-Fed status. Ooh, if that ooh. doesn't time stamp a review. Right? You don't know who K-Fed is. Kevin Federline was uh, Britney Spears' ex-husband. And he did not deserve her. Uh, the K-Fed era... I think his big mistake is that he left Popozao off of playing with fire. He should have kept it on. He should have kept it on. Mm. If you've never seen the Popozao video, and it may not make sense now, but the Popozao video is one of the most incredible early YouTube videos of all time. Matt, are you familiar with the Popozao video? No, I'm gonna I'm just gonna refresh my memory here. All right, so Kevin Federline. Britney Spears, then husband, about to be ex-husband. He didn't know. He didn't know it was coming. He uh, decided to parlay his association with fame into making a rap record. And he made this song called Popo Zow. And MTV News stopped by the studio and he played it for him. And he described it as a Brazilian ass shaker. And then he played it. And as he played it for them, he would... He vamped around the studio, bobbing his head, scrunching up his face at the beat, at his own lyrics. It's an all-timer YouTube video. I love it so much. I've watched it countless times. And in fact... Oh, I have uh, it right here, man. You have so. it. I, I, honest, I mean, you can play it. I don't think... You got to see it because you got to see Federline. You can play a little bit of it, though, Matt. Can I say that? Right on. Oh, he's just in it. He thinks this is the best. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Every word yeah, I, that Lauren is speaking is the truth. You got. So I was so obsessed with it. And near the end of it, he's he screams, that's the fire at his uh. own song. And, oh, uh, let's see if I can hear it. it, it it's... It is not good. That's the one to get it all started right there. Yeah, we like it. Uh, <laughs> nobody expected that much Popasa. <laughs> nobody did. And so we this is this is true. We um we uh, Rachel and I were so infatuated with this video and also a parody video that they did on the now defunct G4 attack of the show uh, that we made shirts that said Popo Zhao, that's the fire. And um, we wore them all the time. And I remember I wore mine to a Flaming Lips concert. So it said, that's the fire on the back and Popo Zhao on the front. And this girl came up to me and tapped me on the back and went, that's the fire. And I think it, she must have assumed it meant something else. And I turned around and went, yeah, Popo's out. And she was fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> she was not happy. She was not down. 
She's like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a second. Mm. I'm like, we're at a Flaming Lips concert. You got to be open-minded, girl. Come on. Nope. Uh, nope. So, yeah, that is a bit of a diss. So um, that's sort of the, the – also, you know, that's when this record's coming out. He's dropping this record. We're talking in the midst of Eminem, 50 Cent, but also Kanye West. You know, Kanye West, in, in a lot of ways, his peak commercial era. That's kind of what you're dealing with here. And we'll kind of talk about some of the things that, uh, that, he, that, he, uh, that he says about the record as we go through. So – all right. I think we're ready to do it. Let's do it. So uh, the first track is just an intro track, and that's going to take us right into the first full track on the record, which is called Remember the Name, and that is featuring Styles of Beyond. All right, here we go. of the music and everything I, I knew it was going to be something serious mm. you ready let's go in lights he just wants to be heard whether it's the beat of the mic he feels so unlike everybody else alone in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know him but fuck him he knows the code it's not about the salary it's all about reality and making some noise making a story making sure his click stays up that means when he puts it down tox picking it up let's go Who the hell is he anyway he never really talks much never concerned with status but still even in starstruck humble through opportunities given despite the fact that many miss is there a chorus i forget um we kind of got it up there at the top um you get a bunch of verses then it comes back into the um 10 luck that's right 20 percent skill 15 percent concentrated power of will five percent pleasure 50 percent pain and a hundred percent reason to remember the name it's a lot of the new metal math right up front. <sighs> right up tons front. And tons front of new metal loaded math with that there. new metal math. Yeah, Completely you, if- sincerely, when I first heard this song and it started coming at me with percentages, I was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> slow down. Like I was like not ready for it. And then I laughed at myself because why was I getting stressed? Like nobody's asked me to do math. I was just like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let Jenny get a pen. Let her get a pen. <laughs> I just like had to sit down. I was like, Shinoda, why are you doing this to me? All right, it's 50%. Okay, then it's... <laughs> I had to make sure all the pieces of the pie were accounted for and not too many. Jeez. But what do you think of the song? 
Uh, you know what? I wrote in my notes, you got the strings, which, as evidenced by the, the making of Doc, real strings. Shinoda found that he wasn't getting what he wanted from the fake strings, so they got real strings in there, and it made all the difference in the world. And on top of that, a surprise, the conductor of the um, and the ranger of the strings, uh, string players... I guess it's an, is it, I don't think it's an orchestra necessarily, but um, I don't know what you call it. But basically, was Beck's dad looked exactly like Beck? Just looks just like him. He just, could just be like lying him. about being Beck's dad, but he looks so much like Beck that you just go, yeah, yeah, yeah looks it's like got to be dad. Beck's dad. Got to be. Um, but uh, you know, I I wrote in the this you know this is a, a proof of ability situation. He's got to come out right out the gate like proving himself he can't he can't come off soft so i wrote it's not a bad start it establishes this is a rap record and it fits in line with a lot of the backpack a backpack rap sound at the time as well as the kanye sound at the time because also this is same year as late registration which also had a lot of orchestral stuff going on with it as well so that made sense to me. So not a bad start. Jenny, what'd you think? I thought it was all right once I got past the math, which does check out. And how could it not, really? I agree. It sounded like a lot of uh, what was coming out in 2005, but I thought it was all right. It seemed like, is this in like an Under Armour commercial or something? It has been used so much. Okay. The big, the big uses have been in the NBA and WWE. Okay, this definitely reminded me of like sweaty sports, like a time when you're right on the edge of needing to like pull out for like, you know, the big win or something. That sounded weird. <laughs> I meant sure pull did. out your pull out your drive, pull out your 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 drive, not like that. Just like you need to win. I don't. I think I'm having a stroke. Pull all the stops. <laughs> This is yes, what happens when yes, you put, that's what I was thinking. This is what happens when you put this much math at the front of an album, Shinoda. <laughs> this song you really me up. <laughs> you messed up Jenny. Um, okay, according to Wikipedia, this was used during the 2007 NBA playoffs and was also in the trailer for the 2010 version of The Karate Kid. There we go. So, all right, Matt, what'd you think of this one? This works for me. I mean, this song makes sense. I'm not blown away. It, it, it feels like video game menu music. Like, get ready to play. This is serious stuff. It's it's time to play, and it was used in an NBA 2K. But it's like, it's NBA 2K, and choose your roster. Do, 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 do. Ben Wallace. Yeah, absolutely. Wallace. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's really just you know setting setting the tone of what we're about to go into. As Jenny said, the the group Styles of Beyond are featured on the track. Those members are Tack and Ryu. Tack is described on the making of as I think just the coolest guy. I think that's how Shinoda describes him. And he describes Ryu as the guy with the punchlines that every other rapper wishes they had. Ryu's been in the game a long ass time. 
And Ryu also has some new metal math where he points out that this is 20% skill, 80% beer, be 100% clear because Ryu is ill. That also well, adds there up. We are. <laughs> that doesn't stress me out. No. <laughs> That's math that not. I can do quickly. Very easy. You can go, up. Oh, yep, checks out. Yeah, 80-20. Yep. I get 80-20. that. 80-20. Yep. This had a music video. Yeah, this video is weird because you have basically all the uh, guys walking up to what looks to be some sort of like party that's being held in like a warehouse or something like that, but... The camera is not always positioned in front of them when they're rapping. Sometimes it's behind them. And so you can see them rapping, but they're really just rapping to the other people at the party or to no one. But you can see them moving their hands around. And you just want them to be like, get the camera back in front. We can't see them rap. We just see the back of their head. What's going on here? And then there's some shots where you can see the part, people at the party, the extras, sort of like not sure where to look. Like, Do, do I look at Shinoda? Do I not look at Shinoda? I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was the best video. Did you watch that one, Jenny? Uh, you know what? I didn't. That's okay. I'm sorry. You, you didn't you didn't miss much with this one. I did watch whichever video they shoot the flares into the sky. Okay. And that I watched is, the documentary. Okay. But I failed watching the rest that's of the videos. A, that's all right. That's all right. Songmeanings.com either a million comments or no comments. For these songs so this song had no comments but we will get to shortly some songs with many comments you know lauren sometimes song meanings does uh, a very confusing thing where if you look at the album and the song within the album there will be no comments but if you just look at fort minor itself remember oh. the name has 55 comments oh shit i know i know um oh did you? I assume I I did not see this. So do, if you have any in here that are, there must be some gold with fifty five. I don't know if there's gold, but I did like enjoy the silence and Lucy B, uh, saying it's about Mike. It's about how Mike works hard to be as talented as he is instead of paying people to write for him, and third person self complimenting is less arrogant and annoying than first person. So apparently, this is about Mike telling you how hard he works i didn't uh scroll to anywhere that it almost uh certainly devolved i just stayed at the top we had some plus fours okay uh there's a comment from blank canvas who uh did the math 10 plus 20 plus 15 plus 5 plus 50 equals 100 yep it's all there peace (laughs) thank god thank god there it is all right. all right are we ready uh the next song is right now featuring black thought of the roots and styles of beyond Right now, leaving their apartment, looking down at the street and wondering where their car went. Someone in a car sitting at a signal in front of a restaurant, staring through the window. It's someone right now with their finger in their teeth who could use a little floss. Right across the street, there's somebody on the curb who really needs a jacket. Spent half the rent at a bar getting plastered. Now he's got to walk. 
14 blocks is the work of the shop where he's about to get fired. Someone right now is looking pretty tired. Staring at a laptop, trying to get inspired. Or somebody living right across the street just wrote the best thing that she's written all week. But her best friend's coughing up blood in the sink. He can't even think what happened. Feeling so confused and he knows it looks bad, but there's nothing he can do. I wonder what it's like to be right there in his shoes. But no, I'm just taking it in. Out the window of a hotel bedroom again tomorrow. Somebody right now is dropping his vote inside a box and trying to knock a shot in his throat for the act of freedom right now. Somebody's stuck in Iraq. So this beat is very in the end. Takes me right back to that Linkin Park song. Uh, but it's a good beat. I like the production. I like the use of the piano. This song, it's about how everybody right now is going through something. Triumphs and tragedies. They're all going through it. Whatever your adventure is, right now. Somebody's dealing with something, some shit. Just to think about it. Some empathy there. Shinoda, he says in the making of Doc that he, he wanted to call it Fort Minor and the rising tide because the tide is that the, all of his friends are all tied together and they're all rising up together. And really, Shinoda is all about collaboration and working with these other people. And he has a lot of guests on this record, and everybody gets a moment to shine. The guests really shine. Black Thought and Styles of Beyond both come across really good on this song as well. So I thought I actually like this one more than Remember the Name. I thought this one was uh, was pretty good. Jenny, what would you think? I also liked this better than Remember the Name. Yeah, I thought this was really great. And I liked that piece that he was saying in the, um, in the doc that you were talking about. Um, I think, like the attitude that like if anybody if you succeed or if anybody succeeds over you that you have to like smash them down or somehow like compare yourself or like it makes you less than as opposed to you know let's all help each other out like one person that you know succeeding is is good for everybody uh i'm into that i thought that that was nice i was surprised by how much the doc actually made me like shinoda oh i i <laughs> When the doc ended, I went, oh, wow. Good for him. Like, yeah, I, I came out of that really respecting Mike Shinoda a lot. Uh, it's very sincere, but also, yeah, it just comes from like a real genuine place. Because the other thing is sometimes with, well, I mean, we talked about it, you know, somebody making a rap record, you know, it can feel... I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to attack Kevin Federline's bona fides, but there is a feeling that maybe he is not totally connected to hip hop. Right. But I feel like Mike Shinoda is in a very sincere way, and 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 it, and it comes across. It comes across. Matt, thoughts on right now? Definitely in the pocket of what he does. Like he is not the greatest lyricist on earth. You know, he is very much trying to stay in his lane. He knows what he is. He knows what he can do with hip hop. And he's not necessarily trying to break. You know, he's not trying to do a late, you know, a college dropout. He's not trying to do, you know, a 50 cent. He's like conscious hip hop. It's not a surprise that he has black thought on here because I would say 
yeah, the roots would be an obvious touchstone for someone like Mike. Mm-hmm. You know, if he were to be like my favorite hip hop artists are De La Soul, A Tribe Called Quest, The Jungle Brothers, and The Roots, I would be like, yeah, of course they are. Mm-hmm. Well, in a way, this record is a sequel to the Jay-Z Linkin Park mashup album. As Jenny mentioned, Jay-Z is executive producer on the record, and there is an extended bit in the making of Doc in which Shinoda, Jay-Z, and Brad Delson all sit down together and listen to all of Shinoda's tracks that he has made for the album to determine what will be on the album. And it... uh, it really did. It really just. Uh, it was really a continuation of the scene in the making of Collision Course, where Shinoda is there talking to Jay Z, and you wonder if Jay Z knows who anybody else in the room is, because there's a moment. So basically, you've got Shinoda sitting in a chair, and then across from him is Jay Z and Brad Delson sitting on a sofa, and Shinoda makes a comment about how there are some songs that they're both gonna like. And there are a couple songs that Brad's going to like and Jay-Z's not going to like and vice versa. And Jay-Z goes, points and he goes, this guy? <laughs> and it it was being playful, but the it was a little too much of like, this guy? What's his name again? <laughs> like, uh, It was just very funny to just see, you know, Jay-Z, greatest, greatest rapper ever lived next to, you know, Brad Delson, who... This will mean nothing to anybody except the three of us, but has huge Doug Colbix vibes. I'm just going to say it. Our friend Doug, he's <laughs> just like Brad from Lincoln Park. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, so, and that's a, that's a whole interest. They get into a lot of discussion. And they spent, I thought that would be like a two-minute section of the doc, but they go through. You get all of Jay-Z's reaction, some of which works its way back into the final album. But Jay-Z, what, what, did, you, what did you make of Jay-Z on the, on the, on the making of Jenny? Just seemed very much like Jay-Z. He was just cool, giving his opinion. He's very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Seemed very chill. But also, you could tell that everybody in the room was just being extremely deferential. I felt like Shinoda a, a few times was like, this has to go in. This has to go in. This has to go in. But yeah, I mean, I got the vibe that everybody in the room was just like, holy shit, Jay-Z sitting here. Which... Mm-hmm. That would be the vibe if I was sitting in a room with Jay-Z, too. So I understood yeah. the vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at one point, after they listen to all the songs, they, they, they're they like, any other thoughts? And then Jay-Z's like, well, what do these guys think? What do the cameramen think? And they're all just like, uh, Jay-Z's talking to me. Uh, like, I don't know. The camera starts bobbing around. Nobody knows what to do with themselves. <laughs> Jay-Z <laughs> made eye contact with me. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, well, Hove. Um, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, well, you see, Hove, um, <laughs> perhaps it isn't banging enough? Uh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, uh, yes, indeed. Um, I it's think we're boy. ready for the next. It's your Not boy. banging enough. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Up I'm a next. real Jay Farrow over here. Hey, who isn't? Uh, all right. <laughs> Moving on dot org. <laughs> Moving on dot org to petrified.
quit and get it back like I'm riding a bike. Like, stop, bring it back, bring it back. We got that balance keeping us on track that you get when you're moving quick with no slow. You stare like you don't care, but you do, though. I know you really must be so lonely. Puffed up like you're tough, but so phony. You and your boys, you don't know me. You really want to hold me? Show me, hold me. Let's get it over with for good. I got a friction addiction. I wish you would. Machine shop rocking when we step inside, and we got everybody so petrified. Now, why is everybody so petrified? What? Petrified. What? Step aside and just drop that. Drop that. Drop that. Drop that. Listen, you are not ready. Like children in a building, you can't stand steady. We got some squeal on that boom bap. I was just waiting for my time to go in. Trust oh, me, Charles, yeah. Charles, I, I gotta know you. Obviously, a disciple of Shinoda. How are you feeling about this record? You, his beats are too hard for me. I can't figure out where to go in, what cadence to use, what style, what genre. I mean, I help. Charles, all you need to do is you need to do what Shinoda did on this record. You need to speak from the heart. You need to speak on what's real. Notice that. When he starts this off, he says, how you doing? My name is Mike. That's so a, there you go. That's the best lyrics I've ever heard in my life. In the doc, in the making of doc, when that line happens, Brad Delson <laughs> points at Mike and goes, hey, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, this is great. And then I was like, wait a minute. How long has Delson known Mike Shinoda? And they've known each other since high school. And I was like, oh, okay. This makes a lot more sense now. You know, if I was going to make my f- perfect level of shit to get from a friend. Oh, you hey, know what? That's I, you. The thing I love is also that then it put in, puts it in perspective of what's happening. Here I am, Mike Shinoda. I'm making my first solo album. Who am I going to play it for for the first time for critiques? Oh, I don't know. The greatest rapper alive and my best friend from high school. <laughs> What a balance. What a balance. I love it. I love it. So, a yeah. A guy uh, who, if he goes, don't put it out, will have this record shelved in a heartbeat. Yes. And my best bud. <laughs> my best buddy. Yeah. Who, I mean, they clown him a bit. At the at the end of it, he said, because uh, Delson is A&R for this. And at the end of it, he they joke that it's he's not actually his A&R and that it's an episode of Punked. And Delson has a brief moment where I think he thinks it's real, that they're actually about, they've punked him. Oh, yeah, it did. It, again, a real, a real stamp of the time. Um, and also the second side project of Side Project Summer to mention punked. But this mm. one didn't actually have a punked situation going on. But better sports about it nonetheless. Uh, mm-hmm. You may recall from Fieldy's dreams and Fieldy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Was too Not proud to be punked. Too proud to be punked. Uh, Jenny, what'd you think of Petrified? I liked it. I have to admit that I sort of missed Shinoda's buds coming in. I think he is uh, right that he's got a really, like a lot of very talented friends. The rhyming seemed a bit corny to me. That said, I thought the beat was cool. I thought it was an R8 song, but it, I was waiting for Matt to hear this one because I think this is the one where he says, like, 
I do what I like and I like what I do or something. That's the best. Those are some of the best lyrics I've ever heard in my life. Yes, I know, Charles. They're very good. But to an old crotchety woman like me, <laughs> they seem a little a tiny bit corny. Um, but overall, I thought it was it was decent. I mean, if you would have said I can't get into the party because I don't have any Bacardi, that would have also been one of the best rhymes I've ever heard in my life. Well, you know what? (laughs) You never know. That's a very good rhyme. Definitely. I I can't get into VIP without ID. That's a great rhyme. You should be writing that rhyme. Yeah, I gotta tell you, you gotta write these down. Um, you know, one of these songs, I'm just gonna go in, so just prepare yourself. All right, there I, we go, Charles I'd Mansion. I'd be very surprised if you didn't. We're we're getting ready. We're getting Are we ready. ready for the uh, next song? There is oh. a couple comments in song. This is one where I did find the comments in songmeanings.com. I see. The comment from the Butcheress says, "This is one of those songs where you rap about how awesome you are." Every rapper does it, but Mike has funny little stuff in his lyrics. Even though he's talking shit, I like it. It reminds me of how Eminem used to be. He's talking to all the phony, corny rappers who you are scared to even step to him. Oh, and this beat is hot. Well, that's yep. that's like a that's a big vote of confidence. That's nice. It is. There is also a comment from B12 who says the music. The music in this song is so incredible. The rapping isn't bad, but isn't any good either. (laughs) (laughs) But the music! The The music! music. (laughs) Have you heard the music? Have you heard the music? It's like an old old villager in a Disney movie. He's an old inventor (laughs) kicking out of his little... The castle! (laughs) The music! The The music. music! The music. Don't pay attention to the lyrics, which are neither good nor bad, but the music. Here we go. Take that one, Disney. <laughs> Do whatever you want with it. It's free. That one's free. That one's free. All right. We ready? I'm ready. We're ready. All right. Up next, we've got Feel Like Home featuring Styles of Beyond. Everybody's going in. I'm going to say it. This motherfucker's spitting. Is this motherfucker spitting? Is this motherfucker spitting? 
He's been. He's been. <laughs> oh, oh, he's been. He's been. Uh, if you're curious, if anyone at home is like, is, is this is this motherfucker spitting? He's he's been. He's been. Je- Jenny, is this motherfucker spitting? I refuse to engage with this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that means this motherfucker spitting. I did like this song. If that's what you're asking me. That's what you're asking. Uh, uh, so sure. far, this is my favorite song on the album. Ooh. I like this one too. Yeah. Mm. It's got a good beat. It's got more of that boom bap. Also, it has some part. This is the second song that mentions forgetting a jacket and how you hate it when that happens. And let me tell you, very relatable. Very relatable. Nothing worse than going somewhere and being like, shit. Should have brought a jacket. Should have brought my jacket. That's true. You know, and everyone might be thinking, Lauren, it's the summertime. Why would you be even worried about that? I work in an office that can get a little chilly. Just a touch. (laughs) Just a touch, and it's good. I bring my hoodie with me. I'll be walking in. Everyone's like, it's eighty degrees out. I'm like, it's not eighty degrees in that office. Get a touch chilly, especially when your desk is under that vent. A little bit about me. I have a desk under a vent. Uh, congrats I wrote that this song is about how if you aren't where you want to be make where you are your home not a a bad lesson necessarily any comments on songmeanings.com for this one Jenny there are some but it's mostly corrections to the lyrics people really struggled to get the lyrics correct in uh, in these song meanings and the world is there to let them know not bad but we're, we're continuing along I, I have to say the thing that really hit me uh with this was that you know credit where it's due he's really he's he's really making a rap album and it really never it doesn't feel like a stretch it doesn't feel like he's out of his depth if anything he's in his element and i i'm gonna be honest like i still like prefer lincoln park over fort minor but like this is what he does. And honestly, I went and I listened to to the new stuff that he's put out since Linkin Park is basically no more and where he's put out under his own name. And I don't know if it's just the content or what he's going through, but it's not as I mean, I guess it goes without saying it's not as fun as this, but it has. Yeah, it's not as it's not as bouncy. It doesn't have that sound. It's a little more dour. I actually watched a video for a song he just put out called Fine in which um He's like a, I don't know, like a robot guy. And he's got like a minority report, hand movement control, touchscreen, non-touch screens. And he's just like blowing stuff up, like blowing up armies and stuff. All right. I guess that's where Shinoda's at now. All right. Who could blame him? Let's mm. keep going here. Up next, we've got Where'd You Go? Featuring Holly Brook and Jonah Mantranga. Yeah, sometimes I get real sad inside, and be, I realize it's it's tough. <laughs> Where'd I go? <laughs> but I'm right here. <laughs> it's it's been forever, man. Yeah, you can find me. You're looking in the mirror, seeing the reflection, and the pictures getting clear. Thinking with your mind, but you're using your grapes. You gotta eat good, and you gotta wear face. She uh. said, some days I feel like shit. Some days <laughs> I can just be normal for a bit. I don't understand why you have to always be gone. I get along. This motherfucker's spitting. 
I had to let him tag in. Your voice always helps me to not feel so alone, but I feel like an idiot. Working my day around the call, but when I pick up, I don't have much to say. So I want you to know it's a little fucked up that I'm stuck here waiting. At times debating, telling you that I've had it with you and your career. Me and the rest of the family. Girlfriends are tough. I'm right here. And I miss you too. It's been a long time, girl. Yeah, find me. Where'd I, where am I? It's good to be missed. Too long, too long. Verse two, here I go. Ready? My, or should know to take place where you used to live. Oh, boy. Um, Jenny, we'll start with you. Thoughts on Where'd You Go? Not my favorite song. I thought it was fine. It was an interesting perspective. It's it's about uh, being gone, being on tour, but it's from the perspective of the people who are at home. In the making of Doc, Shinoda does say that his wife cries every time she listens to it, which made me feel sad for her. But yeah, I thought it's fine. It's not for me, but it's an all right song. What do you think, Lauren? Yeah, this one, I mean, it, it's always um, this this whole, I want to associate this sort of sound with like mid-era Eminem that I don't enjoy. But at the same time, though, this has been utilized. Like, I, I'm pretty sure Diddy ripped off this same sort of vibe with that, um, I think that song's called Coming Home on Diddy Dirty Money. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's almost the same sort of form. I just, I, I never really was vibing with Shinoda's raps too much on this one. They always sounded a little clunky to me. But the video is easily the best video. They filmed, they interviewed three families who are basically missing people in their lives for various reasons. One's the the wife of a baseball oh, player. I knew I heard this song before. Yep. And one's, uh, I believe, um, parents of a, a, a soldier who's away. And the other one is, a, is some children whose father is basically just an absentee father and uh the video is very sad and affecting so i i get him props for that and and it's like shinoda interviews them and then actually does the video inside their houses they all look like real houses that he's rapping in so uh the video definitely uh definitely quality video you know as, as i said you know i'm not a i'm not i'm you know i'm not, I'm not a ballad guy so you know this isn't normally in my wheelhouse of things so oh but, i could sad sack it up to this song i can definitely oh. I could, this, see I could see this working for me on a night drive. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Definitely Ooh. a night drive. I, uh, I have yeah. a question for Charles. Yeah. Do you have a job? Yeah, um, money is hard? Yes. Yeah. I'm just wondering because you said you got to have babes. And how do you yeah. afford babes? <laughs> you. Uh, not like how does one, but how do you specifically? I don't. I. I. I believe in hip hop they call it fronting. Oh, okay. Sorry. Wasn't trying to call you out. I was just That's okay. Genuinely uh, but... curious. <laughs> Those shoes are so fucking expensive. Yeah. It's bathing ape is incredibly expensive. Who knows if it's worth it anymore? Yeah. I mean, when this record came out and a little bit before, I'd say, yeah, go for it. Yeah, Nico still owned it at the time of this this record. Yeah, were released. you born? You <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm 15 years old. <laughs> it just occurred to me that you may not have been born yet. No, I, I was. I was born. I'm 15 years old. So, yep. Just, just 
Just born. Just, just born. Peanut. Brand new little peanut baby. Just, just, just love a bathing ape. Yeah, I had a baby <laughs> ape swaddle. A baby right. ape. I had, a, yep, I had a baby Milo. <laughs> yep, uh, that's for like three of our listeners. <laughs> there it is. Uh, real quick, Jonah Medranga who is featured on this song as well, doing backup vocals. He is best known for being in the band Far. Mm. Um, he was also in, he was, I guess, the lone member of One Line Drawing, who, if you want to go deep cut, One Line Drawing did the original split EP with rival schools before they put out United by Fate. How's that for a connection, baby? There you I go. just got United by Fate on LP. Great Got record. A first pressing, baby. Great Ooh. record. Great record. Great album. Far is also a very good band. There you go. Far, Rival Schools. You can't go wrong, baby. Once again, Shinoda's taste and collaborators here. Very high. Yeah. All, All right. right. Up next, we've got In Stereo. That beat is hot. <laughs> Charles Mansion. Getting it in before, before I can get in. This is how it goes. Damn it, take it. Come on and all of the show. We're wired up, fired up, fucking ready to go. In the back of the parking lot outside of the bar. Let the beat ride. 20 feet from the boulevard. Black hoodies, black caps, black labeling glasses. Previewing the new shit before all the masses. Because the first thing I need when I got a new beat is to see how it sounds echoing up the street. I just take it for a spin. Pop the CD in, slide it up the tin and get that rear view shaking then play it again so there's no mistake in San Andreas the block get this bitch earthquake This like, is for oh, tourist music, turn it up, but not too loud cause the bass just sounds like hiccups For tourist music, yeah turn that shit up, and if the trunk rattles then turn it down please <laughs> Wow, wow tourist music, that's um... That's like a little bit of a takedown, Charles. You coming for Shinoda? Oh. No, Ford Taurus is the coolest car that's ever been. RoboCop drove one. Wow. <laughs> Charles, what are your parents showing you? What pieces of culture? I'm, I'm raised by you. <laughs> my, my, parents, my parents owned a video store. Okay. <laughs> and it went out of business because of Blockbuster. And they aren't quite over it, so they've made our basement a video store. Oh, okay. So I go rent a movie from our basement every night, and that's what I have to do in order to go to sleep. But if I'm late in returning it, my parents don't give me an allowance. Wait, wait I'm sorry. So when you say rent, you mean you literally have to give your parents money to to watch movies well what i do i do chores for points and then i use those points to rent the movie oh, but if no. i don't return the movie in time it's late and then i owe them money is there is there other people who else is renting i guess your parents right my my mom keeps renting out of africa um she is a huge fan of that movie she loves meryl streep 
Dear God, I hope Meryl Streep is in out of Africa. <laughs> you know what, Charles? You're 15. We can't fault you for not knowing who's in out of Africa. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm 38. I can't. Rem- I don't know if she's in it or not. I've I believe it's Robert Robert Redford. <laughs> yeah, it's not in my. It's it's not one of the ones I I, I look to when I'm I want to talk about Robert Redford. Um, Jenny, thoughts on Instereo? Uh, I. I like this one. I thought it was all right. So in songmeanings.com, somebody brought up that if you take out the lyrics, this still sounds like something that would be used in Linkin Park. And that made me think uh, something that we have returned to each time we have talked about a side project, which is like, what are we getting here that we couldn't get in our, our primary band? I don't think I agree that this sounds like something that we'd hear Linkin Park use. Like this feels a lot more hip hop than that. Cause to me this like, in and also in the making of doc, like Shinoda several times mentions, he just wants to make something of his own. Uh, he wants to make something with like some other collaborators. This is a side project makes a lot of sense. And it also doesn't feel super self-indulgent, like say, feel these dreams like right so far in terms of the side projects we've listened to this one has made the most sense to me and i think been the best executed so yeah like listening to this song this just sounds so far removed from anything that we'd get from lincoln park i i appreciated it for that i liked it i thought it was a little bit less corny than some of the other songs i i liked the beat but that's that's where I am within stereo. Lauren, well, what do you at, think? As Jay-Z says up top, this beat is hard. So who am I to disagree with Jay-Z? There's two parts I enjoyed in it. Um, near the end, as he says, this song is basically about getting those new tracks straight out of the studio, hit, putting them on a CD, getting in your car, and just seeing how them boys rattle how them boys rather because that's how you know that's how you test it out you're like are these hot tracks i mean they sound good in the studio when i'm surrounded by yes men but what about when it's just me my speakers and the road does it work because the road can't speak that's right because it's a road (laughs) that's right (laughs) that's right that's right and if it does speak then you're running people over (laughs) You should right. stop. You should stop <laughs> making the road speak. That's uh, my absolutely. that's my road speech. Thank mm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would uh, I would say, Matt, if you want to go to two fifty in the song, we'll get to the part that is called I call it the speaker test. Here we go. Test out the speakers. You ready? Let's go like this. All right. Test out them speakers. Rattle that Ford Taurus. Rattle it, baby. Shake it to its core. One of uh, one of my listens partially was just on my phone, like on the speaker on my phone, <laughs> and it was it <laughs> happened that this song 
was on that Venezuela Southeast speakers on my little iPhone. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and it was <laughs> the shame of that. I put my headphones in and I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> I felt Let's too bad. test them speakers. <laughs> <laughs> I felt terrible. I was like, somebody went to all the effort to make this fucking record and put it out and is specifically like, let's test out those speakers. And I'm like chopping up a potato listening to it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh songmeanings.com couple of comments acura rs triple x said know any other songs from another artist that have this kind of beat it sounds fucking kick ass and then petra 10467 said yeah well damn mike is the only one that can do it like that Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. that's right that is right I think we're ready for the next one. All right. Up next, we got Back Home featuring Common and Styles of Beyond. Same block, they freebase, yo, we trapped on Where our grandmothers march, the guns clap on This liquor store's beauty supplies and rap songs I traveled the world just to come back to it The crib got a lot of soul like black music, I'm attached to it In many ways, the city raised me And gave me the drama, honor, and bravery The streets sing hollow When I go to Chicago, it's cheap wine and sorrow Times is hard to swallow In search of God's tomorrow Borrow words from the Bible and use them for survival. Games rival. Signs painted on walls like hieroglyphics. I tell them that this is all tribal. Used to do dirt. Shorty's going through the same cycle. And trials like Michael try not to stay idle. Back home. Back home. Everybody's searching for something, but all they can find is a whole lot of nothing. So, yes, a collaboration with Common. Uh, they talk a little bit about the collab in the making of, and which they said they spent most of the time just hanging out, chatting, and listening to Common's yet-to-be-released album, B. That was a and, popular uh, album, if I recall it correctly. Was. It was. That's I a do good like B. That's a good one. And uh, Shinoda does say at one point that Common is very thoughtful. They don't agree on everything. But he likes him. And I was like, expand on that, Shinoda. I said the same thing. I was like, say more. Say more. What? He's the only person you mentioned not agreeing with. What did you not agree with with Common? What? What could it have been? Was it about hats? Because Common is a bit of a, a newsboy hat guy. Shinoda ball cap guy maybe it's a hat disagreement i don't know expand on it mike shinoda what was your disagreement with common it's 2005 maybe it was a movie thing who knows maybe common was like i'm gonna be in hell on wheels shinoda was like don't be in that show what are you doing it's like like, i'm gonna make a 
he's like, I'm gonna make a rom com with Queen Latifah. He's like, uh, are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Common's like, I'm gonna be in Smoking Aces. He's like, dude, don't do that. Ah. Yeah. And he's like, don't try to harsh my movie career. And he's like, I think you're harshing your own movie career. But finally, one day, Shinoda woke up. He got a text. He said, Hey, it's Common. He's like, I know I saved you my phone. He's like, Okay. I want to let you know I picked a movie and I think you're going to like it. He's like, what are you going to be in? He's like, I'm going to be in John Wick 2. He's like, fucking finally. Okay. And they made peace. That is my imaginary story I made up. He is um, common yeah. is a PETA guy. Oh. So I wonder so if it. that was a part of it because he's pretty. I I will fully admit I Googled this because I remember him having some hot takes and he is a big PETA guy. And I wonder, I wonder, wonder, wonder if that's it. Shinoda, Shinoda probably had a burger spread ordered and he was like, no, 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 no. I don't dine. I don't dine on swine. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's it. But we'll never know unless Shinoda slides into them DMs (laughs) and lets us know. Cold hard facts. I think that that's so possible. We're, We're all stuck at home to varying degrees. Mm-hmm. well maybe we're not but you never know yeah. shinoda never might know. come through are we ready for the uh, next song uh i did want to mention um i have a physical copy of the cd here i did not purchase it i went to my public library and got you a copy um however let's see what library houses this the lebanon public library in lebanon indiana had to do interlibrary loan to get this thing but somebody along the line I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. I'm gonna use a word. I don't like to run. A fucking thief took the actual liner notes with the lyrics and the thank yous in it. Did not appreciate it. Wow. This was lent to you by the kindness of the Lebanon Public Library's heart. How dare you? So then I had to go onto Discogs to see what he had to say in his thank yous. He thanks his LP bandmates. All of them. Says there are no words to capture the depth of my gratitude for your support and friendship. And I look forward to the next step in our journey together as a team. Then he says, Mr. S. Carter, for your invaluable artistic input and guidance. Hope that quote unquote desk job isn't too confining for your genius. Whoa. Wow. You guys. Are we putting Jay Z on the genius list? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. That one's easy. Uh, Jay-Z on the genius list. There we go. That one, not hard at all. Um, genius list. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on that later. And also, he shouts out an incredible list of thank yous of bands. It's in alphabetical order. And so, it goes from one to the other. So, you have the Alcoholics, Alien Ant Farm, Atmosphere, Backyard Bangers, Ben Moody, Benji Madden, Big Daddy Kane, Blink-182, Busta Rhymes, Chad Hugo, Charlie Tuna and Jurassic 5, Chevelle, The Crystal Method, Cypress Hill, Danny Loner, Deadsy, Deftones, Depeche Mode, Dilated Peoples, Disturbed, DJ Z Trip, DJ Invisible, DJ Green Lantern, Elton John, Handsome Boy Modeling School, Head P.E., Hoobastank, The Humble Brothers, Incubus, Josh Abraham, well, as Santana, Kanye West, Korn, Cutmaster Kurth, 
DJ Lethal, Limp Biscuit, The Lost Prophets, Ugh. Massive Attack, Metallica, Mudvayne, My Chemical Romance, Orgy, Phoenix Orion, Papa Roach, Nine Inch Nails, No Doubt, Nonpoint, Ghostface, Pretty Tony, a.k.a. Ghostface, Prince Paul, Puddle of Mud, Pulse Ultra, you're just getting jerked around. I could keep going, but I don't want to put you through it more. But it just keeps going up and down. Genres. Who's Mike Shinoda friends with? Everybody. Everybody. Makes sense. Except, yeah, here's the thing. Think about it. He gets along with all those people, but him in common, there was something. What was it? <sighs> we may never know. We may never know. Mike Shinoda, what, what was it? Tell us. Tell us. Roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. We won't tell. <laughs> we will tell each other. Yeah, but, but that's all. It's between us. It's between us. All right. Up next, we get a track called Cigarettes. exaggerates a tiny little bit make that shit sound more gangster than it really is you can't appear weak man we want to hear street we want to hear you spit your thug over this here beat don't take it as sarcastic i can't get enough i'm telling you you can call my bluff if it's not rough then i really don't need it i'm not even ashamed i got too much reality that's filling up my brain Tell me on that product, I'm addicted to the game. Suck it up like a cigarette, light it up. It's just like a cigarette, it's something that I do. But I don't smoke and I go to school. Good. And if you smoke, then you stink too. Yeah, let me tell you something I realized this afternoon, that if you don't get on the Zoom call, your teacher will notice that you're not there, and then you call your video store parents, and then you're gonna drop the B out and get arrested, uh. Oh no, did you get arrested? My parents called the police and said I was a truant. Because I didn't get on the Zoom call for my class, but I didn't want want to. It was the last day of school today, so I treated it as a junior skip day. Cause who cares? And they, they and it was a whole thing. Wow. Well, you know, school's very important, Charles. Yeah. I mean, even the last day of school, there's still something to be learned. Otherwise, they wouldn't have it. They just say go home. Yeah. This one. It was very interesting in the making of to see Jay-Z respond very, very positively to this beat. And when I think about when this album came out and then Jay-Z's subsequent albums, I was like, oh boy, yep, this checks out. That this would be something that Jay-Z just for some reason latched onto. Because he's got a bunch of songs that have this same sort of like loping mid-tempo beat. That I'm just like, this is not what I want. But Jay-Z, for whatever reason, really gravitated to it. Lyrically, this is one of those songs. You get it from your conscious rappers. Yeah, where it's like, hey, all this rap that's just 
what does he say? Guns and drugs and misogyny. And we just suck it all up like a cigarette and it's bad for us. And I, uh, I hate that. I, I just, I would, that, that type of thing always just sort of like, ah, uh, you know, it's, it feels very like, um, reductive of the genre. So this one really didn't do much for me. Jenny thoughts. Uh, I thought the song was fine. The content, I, I really wasn't paying too much attention to uh, what was being said in this song. So that part was neither here nor there for me. At this point, I'm kind of like looking at the track listing going, oh, I still have a lot to go. Because <laughs> at this point, I'm kind of <laughs> like... All right, I think I get it. I think I get it. And then I look and see that I still have a hot seven songs to go. And I'm like, oh no. So this comes up on the on the, in the making of that Delson and I think also to an extent Jay Z are both like, yeah, it should be twelve songs. Mm-hmm. And Shinoda's like, you guys are crazy, twelve songs. And then he, he I. I don't know if I missed the part of it, but he keeps saying, he's like, if we do that, the fans are going to see right through it. They're going to see right through it. I was like, what is he? I don't know. Brevity cannot, the importance of brevity. I say this on a show that normally goes two hours plus, but the brevity is so important in some of these albums. And it was just interesting to see Shinoda just really push back on the idea that he that at 12 songs is not being enough. I think 12 songs would have been the right amount ideal yeah ideal because these songs are starting to all sound the same sure are well let's see if the next song sounds any different the next song is called believe me featuring eric bobo and styles of beyond start with you what'd you think of believe me you know um i like that it's more upbeat the tempo is faster on it the he kind of has one lane with his rhymes you know that you know here we are one two three four five six seven eight nine songs in i kind of get so i'm not 
it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I'm kind of like, what else do you have? Do you have any other tricks? Do you have any other thing? Because he kind of just comes on and he's like, you know, it's it's all of his Lincoln Park rhymes. You know, it was like, I am a person who stands here and thinks you should be thinking too. Everybody does something. I do it too. I'm a man. So go to school. Here we are. And we're back in the rap. <laughs> like, it's kind of like, all right, dude, I get it. But, Matt, uh, Matt, to quote Shinoda from earlier, and this is going to be a paraphrase because I don't have it in front of me, but he says, my name is Mike. I do what I like and I like what I do. This is playing out 100% through this album. The premise of this song seems to be that, like, Mike Shinoda's been helping you out, but it's time for you to move on. And if you don't believe him, you better believe him. It's time to move on. Jenny, what'd you think of Believe Me? Not, not for me. Not for me. And I think it's just because by the time I get here in the album, I'm ready to be done. So I think that's, I don't know if this was like sequenced differently, I might be into it. I, I thought it was fine, but to me, this was really... Nothing too much the, uh, one way or the I other. I will say what I will say in the positive though is that he doesn't have a wackadoo song on here. You know, I'm just thinking of um thrift shop. You know, where it's kind of like a very mass markety hip hop song. He doesn't yeah. he didn't go that route. That is cuz he he could have it's intentional. 100%. It's intentional. intentional. You're thinking of the same part in the, the making of, right, Jenny, with, with Jay-Z, right? Yeah. He says, this is an underground hip-hop record. There's no, There are no pop songs on this record. They, I would agree. They all knew. And uh, the music video for this song is everyone in an empty parking garage, and they are all sort of like rapping together. There's some little bit of special effects, but then there's a bongo percussion solo near the end which i actually enjoy the percussion on the song a lot because it all sounds alive which is very cool and uh but then everyone floats in the air and sort of spasms out during this bongo solo it was very weird i couldn't tell if there was like some greater sort of plot that had maybe been set up but then they just didn't they just decided to stick with that but then everyone lands and then they all are standing in a what i can only describe as like a stage design that we would all associate with some sort of choreography, be it a dance number or something like that. But then they don't dance and then everyone awkwardly leaves. And, and when I say awkwardly, I mean awkwardly, like everyone seems like, Oh, well, my part's done. The song's kind of, I'm gonna, gonna go. I guess I'll see you guys later. Yeah. And, but I remember when they all landed in this sort of, I don't know. I'm almost like a diamond. I don't want to say a diamond shape, but they're in like a shape that I would associate with like a boy band video and in sync backstreet boy, something like that. And I remember thinking if they all danced right now, I kind of would lose my mind, <laughs> but they didn't. And it felt a bit like a missed opportunity. Like you, this is an upbeat song. You got this percussion. Let's just give me a little dancing. Just give me a little dancing. That's all I ask. Maybe. Maybe that was the disagreement. Maybe Kamala was like, you should dance in this video. And Shino's like, I don't dance. And he's like, oh, you should dance. And then when he's recording the commentary for his making of, he's like, we don't agree on everything. There you go. All right. Okay. All right. Up next, we got Get Me Gone. Dude, he said, 
that, like, when we were making the first Linkin Park record, he was like, yeah, you know, I don't know about the rapping. Like, I don't know if it's, like, maybe you should just be a rock band. You know what I mean? Like, trying to change us. Like, they signed us as an act, like, what we sound like. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe you should just play keyboard. Before the first song that you heard me on, there were people already trying to get me gone. Telling me to quit rapping, just play the keys. Then my band had a singer, they didn't need me. But my band had my back, so we did the tracks. Put out the album and the talk went flat. It was funny at first, but then the humor faded when some magazines printed that our label made us. We were too good to be true. Some were saying ghostwriters were writing all that we do, so we had to disprove it. We spelled it out to the detail how we do it when we're making this music. After that, I made it a rule. I only do email responses to printing abuse because these people love to put a twist to your words to infer that you said something fucking absurd. Oh, did I lose you with infer? Not used to hearing a verse that uses over first grade vocabulary. Word. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. He's mad. Hey, Matt, Matt Shinoda is pissed. Also, who? Okay, I'm going to start off. I like Linkin Park. <laughs> okay. In, Lord. I'm going to go in, but I'm going to start. Okay. I like Linkin Park. Okay. This is well established on the show. Faint. I love it. Incredible song. Paper cut. Also love it. Albums are in the canon. This is without question. That being said, who looked at Linkin Park, listened to Linkin Park songs, and went, somebody else had to have written these? <laughs> what? Wait, what? Who would hear his his verses wait, and wait, be what? like, these are ghost written? No way. No literally... way he wrote these. <laughs> there is no way no. on earth he has a ghost writer. It was what? a pair of white New Balance sneakers <laughs> that said that. <laughs> <laughs> Because no yeah. one other than my dad <laughs> might think that those were ghost written. Actually, I don't think my dad would think that. But that just uh. seems like such like a. I'm with you. Who would listen to that and be like, oh, who? They had help. <laughs> I don't think they. What? Did. I don't. And um, the the song ends with him talking more about this person that gave them all this bad advice. He said he didn't want me to rap. He said maybe Johan could wear a lab coat and a cowboy hat when you play live. And then he sends to the end. He goes, and later on, he, he claimed you wrote all our songs. So that was really bad. <laughs> That's like the end of the song. It always made me laugh about how it sort of fades out at the end there like that. But I want to go to one comment on songmeetings.com. It's from commenter Out of Sight, who said, oh, did I lose you at infer? Not used to hearing a verse that uses over first grade vocabulary words. That is one of the most brilliant lines ever. I love Fort Minor. Mike is a total genius. Oh, no. Oh, man. You guys. Oh, are we trying to get a twofer in this a episode? A twofer? Okay. So, the genius list. I didn't bust it out earlier because I knew this was coming. So. To run it down, Otep, genius, Cornelius, genius, mm-hmm. Draymond, genius, Burton C. Bell, genius, genius. The Rift to Check Ya by From Zero, genius. genius, Corey Taylor, mad genius, yes, 
Fred Durst. Genius. Genius and superior songwriter. All of System of a Down. Genius. <laughs> Nightmare by Dry Kill Logic. Genius. Genius. Scooter. No. Wedding genius. Wedding Wedding genius. genius. Okay. I can't remember any of this. (laughs) Uh, Sweet Mitchell. Genius. Genius. Rob Zombie. He's a a genius and also master of mystery. Deftones. Pure genius. And just added now, Jay-Z. And now, are we adding Mike Shinoda? to the genius list no whoa okay (laughs) all right matt's saying no i i'm with matt i don't think so wow so mike shinoda being added to the denial list not yet you know uh, wait do you want to put him on a pending or do you want to put him in denial just put him in denial we don't have a pending we don't have genius limbo we We do have have pending who's in we do have pending Who's Finger, Finger Eleven and Kane Hill are both pending. Well, I'm glad we picked the nearly two-hour mark to, to make this decision. <laughs> it's okay. So, so to be clear, Finger Eleven, Kane Hill, pending on the genius list. In denial, Shifty and Epic, who are denied by Jenny. Daryl Palumbo, denied by all of us. Aaron Lewis, denied by Jenny and Matt. And Mike Shinoda, denied by Jenny and Matt. Okay. All right. I can live with there that. You have it. I can live there with that. There you have it. All right. Okay. There it is. All right. Okay. Up next, we've got High Road featuring John Legend. Yeah, sometimes there's two roads diverged in a wood. One is the road less taken, and it's the high road, too. So take that one. All right. Shinoda, go. Uh, what are you giving me more time for? I ain't got any more words to say. Gonna write them down anyway. Shinoda, go! Trying to convince me that I'm running on empty Trying to convince themselves that their record with Jay was a fluke That the record that I'm making is a mistake And I can't take this Let me tell you where I'm at with this You bastards are gonna have to take back that shit I'm not plastic and fake When I make tracks I take facts and lay them out for the masses You assholes are gonna see soon that I'm not playing And start asking me the names that I'm not saying But I'm trying to be bigger than the bickering Bigger than the petty name calling Under the breath talking Rumors and labels and categorization I'm like a struggling doctor, no patience But you can say what you want about me Keep talking while I'm walking away You can say what you gonna make you a cake My mind's made up yeah. anyway I'm taking the high road going above you This is the last time I road I'm gonna stuff. trust you You can say what you have to say My mind's made up anyway All that bullshit yeah. you talk might work yeah. a lot But it's not gonna work today You people are running off the mouth Alright this song, it sounds wrapped in amber from 2005. I think it was probably perfect in 2005. But uh, now it just seems kind of corny. I will the, say this yeah. about Mike Shinoda. Okay. He is very sincere. Incredibly sincere. I don't doubt a word he says. I f- roll my eyes at a lot of the words that he says like ugh, come on 
but I'm never like you aren't that person. He's not presenting himself other than who he is. And I think that helps him win the day in a lot of these songs because he doesn't front. Yeah. I'd say that that checks out. There's a part uh, in the listening session with Jay-Z and Delson where he mentions that they got John Legend to sing this part instead of having him sing it. And he goes, I think, I think he did a better job. And the, 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 there's this moment where I'm like, are they, is he joking? Oh, no, no, he's just being sincere about, yes, John Legend did a better job singing than he did. Okay. And that kind of was a open, you know, you know, like, what type of guy is Mike Shinoda? He will say that sincerely about having John Legend sing for him. Jenny, what would you think of High Road? All I can say about High Road is that the piano at the top sounded like the serial theme song. Oh, shit. And that's all oh. I have to say about it. So. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Up next, we've got Kenji. My father came from Japan in 1905. He was 15 when he immigrated from Japan. He, he, he worked until he was able to buy, to actually build a store. Let me tell you a story in the form of a dream. I don't know why I have to tell it, but I know what it means. Close your eyes, just picture the scene as I paint it for you. It was World War II when this man named Kenji woke up. Ken was not a soldier. He was just a man with a family who owned a store in L.A. That day, he crawled out of bed like he always did, bacon and eggs with wife and kids. He lived on the second floor of a little store he ran. He moved to L.A. from Japan. They called him immigrant. In Japanese, he'd say he was called Issei. That meant first generation in the United States when everybody was afraid of the Germans, afraid of the Japs, but most of all, afraid of a homeland attack. And that morning, when Ken went out on the doormat, his world went black, cause right there, kind of doesn't necessarily care if he completes rhymes he just wants to complete thoughts yes absolutely and this is another one where content trumps form yes He's, he's got to tell this story. He's got to tell his story. He's going to make it happen. This is one uh, in the in the making of where he's playing the songs and he says, this one's got to go on the album. It's got to go on the album. And then Delson goes, didn't you say that about like all the other ones? <laughs> and he's like, well, this one, this one's definitely got to go on the album. Um, so, I mean, I, uh, I, I like the message of it. I mean, he he gets the details across, but it is one of those things where it's like vividly detailed, not necessarily completely artful always, but I can't fault him for his intent. He gets it done. Um, but it is, it is incredibly, it is literally about what it's about is incredibly literal. We are talking about very literal things, even though, he said that like the story of the song is um slightly altered from real things the the quotes from people at the beginning and the end are from his father and his aunt so that's real i mean who who can who can fault the song i mean it makes sense where it's positioned on the album if you're going to do a song about when your family is put in internment camps during world war ii you know i put it in the back half 
I mean, I don't think. I mean, I don't know if he's doing this one live. No, I don't think so. No. Jenny, thoughts on Kenji? Uh, he's probably not doing it live, but maybe he should be. I feel like remember that paragraph in your history book about how America <laughs> yeah. put citizens in a fucking internment camp here. It's true. Member. There, there, there <laughs> are. There are a number of moments on this album that I was like, man, this is still the things that some of these people are talking about. There's some stuff in the Black Thought verse on that earlier song. I was like, oh, that's still crushingly relevant. So, yeah. I mean, uh, I was surprised the first time it came in. I was like, there it is. I mean, this was also one of those things where I was like, Shinoda's putting all his chips down. He's like, I'm making the record. I'm making the record. I mean, I, th- why, I would never make this in a link it doesn't make sense as a lincoln park you know it only makes sense as a mike shinoda thing 100 percent. so yeah i get it uh okay i think we're ready for the next one all right up next we've got red to black featuring kenna jonah matranga and styles of beyond man they really tried to make kenna happen for a long time oh i bought one of his records how was it Listen to it once, maybe. Named Victor, the two of us used to hang every single day, and it seemed like overnight that his whole life just changed. I know when his mom and dad broke up, it didn't make sense, but I know that his dad was a drunk and he gambled away the rent. Pretty soon, Vic was seeing red, pissed off, but instead, he'd drink every night till he passed out, then he'd do it all again. The whole time, smiling on the outside to cover the pain, but on the inside, all he was trying to do was get away. Matt, if you go to 155, you can get, actually get the full chorus. Okay, here we go. This is the song that sounds the most like a Linkin Park song on this album. Definitely. This one, Wisdom Tweaking, could have been a Linkin Park song. The chorus, I mean, even the whisper part, I mean, that, that could have been a Chester move. I mean, this one, uh, as we get near the end, and I think back to that meeting of Jay-Z and Delson saying, 12 tracks seems right, bro. And he's like, no, no, no. Gotta get red to black on this record. Uh, you gotta gotta uh, push it to sixteen. Oh, you gotta push it to to, to nice sixteen. <laughs> Jenny, thoughts on Red to Black? I'm with you. I didn't mind the song, but I do think that if we had cut out a couple of the songs in the middle, um, it probably would feel a little more well received by me. So 
that is where I am with red to black. Are we ready? Well, I think Matt has a question. For oh, us. yes, he probably does. I do does. have a question for you. <laughs> How respectful of our time is this record? Uh, this record comes in at 51 minutes and 28 seconds. So it's not terribly disrespectful, but... None of these songs are incredibly long, but there's a lot of songs. Yeah. Yes. I think we have another one right here. That is correct. So the battle is actually going to go right in to slip out the back. So we've got the battle featuring self-titled into slip out the back featuring Mr. Han. Time's up. Time's up. Time's up. <laughs> yeah. Hold up. All right. That's all right, you, got. you got 30 seconds. You ready? Yeah. All right. Self-titled. Yeah. Hit him. Yeah. Listen. Yo. These hungry rappers battle for a buck and some change. They're really can't stop and give a fuck if it change Shock rap, not that You get signed, you might blow up Release party in Iraq, you might blow up I see you trying to think a few lines You might get at me with slap Happy with babies who born with crack in their cribs Too much to cram under your oversized fitted in the public school system Failed you, either you ignorant or song so i mean he has been rapping whole songs the entire time man uh so that is that is the last song uh the piano gave me a very john carpenter halloween vibe to it i was a little surprised that we went out on this it seemed a little vaguer than a lot of the other stuff on the album the gambling metaphor part felt like it went on for too long but maybe that's because when I think of gambling metaphors, I just think of the gambler. No one to hold them. No one to fold them. What more is there to say? And she noticed, like, you hold them, or you could fold them. Or you can also <laughs> check your hand for other options. Hit me. Because when you hold... Hit me. <laughs> 21. <laughs> don't. Don't bust. That doesn't... Isn't that what it's called? <laughs> don't bust. The house always wins. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 
listen, a bunch. Listen, we're all just a bunch of gamblers over here, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a big gamble head. Rummy. Gamble head. R- rummy. Rummy. <laughs> yummy, yummy. <laughs> yummy, rummy. <laughs> oh, no, there goes my paycheck. Oh, uh, um. there it goes. Oh, boy. Uh, Jenny. Jenny, uh, Jenny. I'm going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts on slip out the back? Uh, I agree. I really, I listening to this a few times. Um, I I didn't mind it really at all, but each time, there was not a single listen that I didn't check and see where I was in the record and feel surprised we had so much more to go. And watching that making of when they say twelve songs, I was like, it's not like you didn't have the info. <laughs> like <laughs> I felt. That, it feels very nice to to hear something that you were thinking and then and then hear Jay-Z say the same thing, I will say. Um it's too long. We could have done without it would have been real easy to get to twelve tracks and have a more solid, uh nicely put together record, I think. Um so yes, yeah, this yes, yes, yes. These last couple didn't do a whole lot for me. I mean, he could have ended it on Kenji, cut cigarettes, that's 12. There you go. Yeah. Oh, but that's his thing, is that if I've got an intro, it's really just 11. I see what he's talking about there. But no, still. Still. No. Still. Uh, And that's it. That is Fort Minor, The Rising Tide. And now it's the, the part where we talk about... Uh, well, um, Matt, it's a, is it talk? ego or essential? That is or the is it essential? Ego or essential? Uh, Jenny, we'll start with you. Well, if those are the only options, I'm going to say essential. Uh, I don't get a lot of ego in this. It seems like he comes by this project sincerely. Um, there are a lot of really talented people involved, and I think that this is put together in a way to ensure that everybody who contributed to this record gets their due and shines, which I think is great. Um, I think there's a lot that was done on this record that you could not do in Lincoln Park. So I do think that it was longer than I would have liked, and some of the tracks started to feel samey, but overall, it was a lot better than I expected, and I think that there is a lot to like about this record and a lot to respect about how it was put together. Yeah, I agree with that. Shinoda basically pulls it off. It's truly a rap record. Beats are all, I mean, I got to say, he did all the beats on this record. Pretty good. Did a pretty good job. I mean, eh, he got lots of quality guests, uh, and he basically holds his own. Uh, it did occur to me at a few parts that, you know, he's on tracks with not just his friends, but he's on tracks with Common. He's on tracks with Black Thought. And I never had the thought in any of my listens of just like, man, they just washed Shinoda. They just bodied him. It's a, it's a mess bodied over him. here. You know? Because I think about, you know, God love him. Fred Durst. Mm. <laughs> the guy put him, he keeps hopping on tracks. Exhibit. Method Man. DMX. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> And, and every Making time it it's just like, boy, this isn't going to work out well. But Shinoda pulls it off, you know? I mean, here's the other thing. I'm going to put it out there. Jay-Z 
said, I'm going to give Mike Shinoda my afternoon to listen to this album and give sincere feedback on it. That, I, I, I would say, Jay-Z wouldn't do that if he thought he sucked. He thought he was whack. I'm just saying it. So, and the album does feel like a sincere risk that paid off. And also, I mean, he did this. He did the one. And he's like, yeah, I'm back to Lincoln Park. I, I wanted to do this. I got my I got my time in. I had a lot of fun with it. I did it with my friends. And and having Delson there was sort of this connective tissue of like, I'm not leaving the LP. I'm coming back. Don't worry. Yeah, I, I also wrote, yeah, I put this, I guess I put it as essential because this did not, it, it, uh, it did not feel disposable to me. It, it did feel substantive. So for that, well done, Shinoda. Uh, Matt, thoughts? Well, definitely well done, Shinoda. In the ego or essential choice, I would say it's much more of essential than it is in ego play. That's for sure. The interesting part is what he does and does well is be consistent you kind of know what you're getting when you listen to this record. Like he doesn't change and he did make pretty much a fair to Midland underground hip hop record in the raucous vein, moreover than in the psychopathic records vein. You know, this, this, this has a lot more touchstones with um, the Minneapolis rappers slug, and those guys, I cannot Souls of Mischief. I know who you're talking Is about. That it? Yeah, I can't. I can't remember what Slug was. I can't remember what Slug was part of. But like it, way more in that realm. Even though I think that they are better than him. Also, during this, I couldn't help but think of my favorite storytelling hip hop verse of all time. So I'm just going to tell you what it is. It's from a Jay Z song. This can't be life. And it's Scarface's verse on that, which if you've never heard that before and you just want to fucking cry, that, that's a, an amazing an amazing verse. He, he washes everybody on that track. Uh, so This Can't Be Life, can, produced by Kanye West. Uh, Scarface tells the story of uh, one of his friends who gets in contact with him because his son dies. And it is awful, but also uh, amazing. It's an amazing, amazing storytelling rap. And uh, at least uh, Mike Shinoda made me think about there that. You there you go. Good on you, Mike there you go. All right. Well, there you have it. Another entry in Side Project Summer. We'll continue on. More Side Projects to come. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Mike Shinoda, why did you disagree with Common? Let us know. Until next time. (laughs) Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. I guess that this is very good.